That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Um, so Jake, how, oh, damn it. Fuck me. Uh, okay, no, powering through. Hey, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace, squarespace squarespace.com. What is Squarespace, Jake? Oh my God, I'm, this sucks. Sorry, no, we don't need him. (laughs) We don't need him. So, what is Squarespace? Good question, Jake. Uh, Squarespace allows you allow not allows allows you to build websites without knowing much about the internet. How great is that? You no longer have to be smart at things to do them. God, what a future we live in! Imagine if your grandparents were trying to build websites in the fifties; they wouldn't know the first thing. Luckily, society and technology has advanced to such a point that uh, you don't have to know much in order to build your own website, blog, portfolio, resume. If you've been sitting on an idea because you're too dumb to actually execute it, Squarespace.com will allow you to do so. Not only that, but it's, it's very cheap, it's very affordable, and if you use our coupon code, ADVICE, that's right, as in ADVICE, podcast they'll throw in an extra 10 percent off the already low price in addition to that just to sweeten the deal if you use our coupon code once again advice to create your squarespace site then uh and forward us the url i will pimp it out on our podcast i will link to it on our website don't believe me ask jacksonclairuk.com Ask Lathon.net, ask I can't remember last night.com, and ask katieholiday.com. They used our coupon code last time, and there it is. The pimping out they could have only imagined has come to fruition, to life, to, to life. L'chaim. So let's, uh, let's get into this episode. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention. You have to go to squarespace.com slash if I were you, and then use the coupon code advice to get the 10% off. Also, they throw in domain names. So, like, you don't even have to know how to purchase a domain name. It's really simple, and it's really fun, and it's really affordable. So, yes, check it out. Okay, this episode, uh, we finally got Dave Rosenberg on the show. It's been a long time coming, but we, uh, we finally were able to haggle a price with him, four slices of old pizza, and we were able to get him on the show. So, let's... Uh, Enough, enough for me. It's it's getting it's getting a little weird. It's getting a little sad. Uh, luckily, Jake was actually part of the episode. He just couldn't record this ad. No pressure, no problem. Things still got real. I assure you. So uh, let's get started later. When you're feeling blue, don't know what to do. You should listen to if I were you. Yeah. All right. Short. Sweet. Well, I wouldn't say sweet. Okay. Short. Because you're negative. <laughs> It was, it was short and sweet. It was like uh, if we, there's a commercial for our podcast, that would be like the jingle at the end. That's nice. When you're feeling blue, don't know what that's to nice do. And that's enough. That was short and bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we finally have Dave Rosenberg on the show. Dave, how are you? Howdy. <laughs> He's killing it already. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, though, I think I'm going to have to run both your necks for actually letting me on this podcast. It's a poor decision. Why? Both of you. What are you talking about? The stuff that I say sometimes <laughs> is uh, racist, homophobic. You're going to lose a lot of sponsors on this, son of a bitch. A lot of sponsors. <laughs> you already have such a bad attitude, we haven't even started. <laughs> wow, you started that sentence with howdy. <laughs> 
such a positive colloquial <laughs> greeting followed uh, by uh, vitriol. Dave's uh, Dave's influence runs deep throughout the podcast that we've never had him on the show. You you steal a lot of your colloquialisms. Jake, I give it. Dave. I give him credit. I I don't I don't want to be put on blast <laughs> for stealing from Dave when I give him credit. I Dave came up with blast. Yeah, that was or a at good least one. popularized <laughs> it in my life. <laughs> right. I don't know about I coming up co- with. Yeah, but no, no. As far as you're concerned, he came up with it. Yeah. Anything else? Um. I mean, probably. Uh, I, 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 part of me feels like the voice that I talk in on the podcast sometimes <laughs> is a voice that I did with Dave when we were living together. Dave's like the man behind the man. He's yeah. the guy behind the curtain. Yes. And we're excited to finally have him on the show. Are you excited to be here? Howdy. <laughs> He's drunk. <laughs> Howdy. Uh, here's a question for you. You wear a hat every day. I do. Why? Um, you have good hair. I do have good hair. <laughs> so why do you hide it? Do you think that's like part of your haircut? Like my haircut is the length of my hair that comes out of my hat? <laughs> uh, to a degree. When my hair is short, I won't wear a hat. But uh-huh. it's sort of... But every single day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, <laughs> you're putting me on a blast right now. <laughs> really? I'll be honest. Uh, it's not a blast. I'm just inquiring. Question. As to, yeah. you, you're taking it as a blast. Yeah. I'm taking it as a blast. Um, I, I like this hat. Do you feel I, does it, is it like a security thing? Is it like me with glasses? Like I feel naked without glasses. I you do. feel naked without a hat. I feel cold without a hat. Oh, I guess I need to sort of get over the hat phase pretty soon. In the summer, though, you're gonna still wear a hat every day. The summer seems like the optimal time to actually wear the hat. Right, because then, then it's the effective. You're keeping the shade. Right, uh, you're keeping the sun out of your eyes. Do you remember the last day you didn't wear a hat? That's oh. my last hat question. I promise. Two thousand. <laughs> Two thousand days ago, 2000. exactly. The year 2000. Y2K. Uh, so you've heard the show before, right? A couple episodes. Okay. <laughs> You're playing it so cool. Who are you trying to impress? Chill Dave. <laughs> Chill Dave. Uh, so uh, you know how it works. You know, people are finding themselves in difficult places, and they'll email us to if I were you show at gmail.com. We read the emails and do our best to advise them out of their sticky situations. Did I say the email address? I don't think so. Maybe. I think I did. You but did. I'll say it again just in case. If I were you show at gmail.com. Oh, people also submit theme songs, new theme songs for every single episode. And the one that started this episode, the one that was short and sweet and jingle-like, was a married couple. Very nice. Steve and Malika Bush. You know, I'm glad she took his last name. I'm really glad she did that. She right. Are you sure her courage? name wasn't Malika Bush to begin with? Oh, he took her last name. Yeah, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve took Malika's. Yeah. Uh, so that was so. Thanks to Steve and Malika for that. Um, should we just dive right in? Yeah. I'm just like I'm so excited right now. This is the episode you've been waiting. It for. really is. I think I might. This is going to be the quietest I've ever been on an episode because <laughs> I only want to. I basically want it to be you and Dave. Right? <laughs> well, you just want to pick. You just want to live in Dave's brain for like an hour. Yeah. Just. Oh my God. I'm so curious. Okay. Well, let's let's at least throw some stuff at him and see what comes out of his brain hole. All right. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. Oh, like first of all, I want to know what he was thinking when he decided to wear this white polo T-shirt. <laughs> You only wear white after Labor Day. <laughs> it's a new rule. Isn't it always after Labor Day? It's always after the last Labor Day. Yeah, so I'm right. <laughs> so you can wear white whenever you want. That's true. All right. We agree. Very good then. There we uh, Dave, do you have a name theme for us? Every episode we give these real emails from real people fake names to preserve their anonymity. But we usually like to keep it within the same theme. Do you have a theme for us today? Uh... True detective characters, but oh. I don't know enough true detective characters. But that's good. We can uh, we can yeah, at least we can start out. Yeah, at the very least, we can use real names and yeah. then the uh, actors' names. I got it. I can do this. Okay, so the first one comes from a dude named Fuck. I don't know uh, <laughs> already. Russ Cole. Russ Cole writes, "Hey guys, love the show. Keep it up. Here's my problem." I've been dating this girl who has very strict parents. She has a 10 p.m. curfew. She has to first clear it with her folks whether or not she can go out with me. I can't touch her in front of her parents. Once, when we were out of town together, she had to send her mom photos of her outfit for approval before she set foot out of the house. Lastly, I spend more time with her and her parents than I do just spending time with her alone. She loves and respects her parents a little too much for me to tell them to back off a little. Here's the kicker. She's 25 years old, and so am I. 
She can't move out until she's married. I really love this girl, and I'm thinking about marrying her one day, but we haven't even dated for a year yet. What would you guys do if you were me? Love, Russ Cole. Rust. Rust Cole. That's Dave? a good question. Dave? Right off the bat. What do you what, think? Just, Kill the parents. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. Howdy. Dark. <laughs> Have you ever had a strict lady parents? Strict me? future uh, parents-in-laws? I really don't like meeting people's parents, so I kind of avoid that whole thing altogether. Have you ever met your girlfriend's parents? Yeah. I've never had them been like strict, though. Have that, you, that seems super strict. Are you good with parents, uh, girlfriend's parents? I think everyone thinks they're good with parents, but most people aren't. Really? I can't imagine I am. I'm not I, good with anyone, so why would I be good with parents? <laughs> I think they, you are like you. I think you're great with people. You have this. Uh, you can tap into your brain, and you are capable of having like the most boring small talk. Like very, like every time I've ever seen him at a bar talking to someone, he is just like, "You're going a mile a minute. You're smiling. You're laughing. You convince. You can. You have this ability to convince convince people you're normal in small bursts." <laughs> So like Don't get you, me wrong, you're abnormal, but no, you have yeah. the ability to commit, like a serial killer, you're able to put people's guards down for long enough to infiltrate yeah, before think, you show off your true colors, which is a sociopath. Not a sociopath, but some type of um, deranged uh, lunatic, lunatic of sorts. <laughs> Do no. th- are, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> are you good with parents, Jake? I'm incredible with parents. Yeah, because you're polite. Yep. You're funny. You're normal. Yeah. I think that's the big one is just being normal. Yeah, being normal. And well, the, the, I'm not that this guy's asking for advice about how to be good with parents, but like the biggest thing, all the parents want is for their kid to be happy and loved. So right. you just show them that you love their kid. Sure. And like, hey, I, I, I really love her. I think she's really important. I know you think she's as special as I do. And then they're like, oh, yeah, great. You're, yeah, yeah. you're good to go. Yeah. Okay. So. So Let's, here's what I think what this guy needs to do right. uh, short of killing them you have to plant you have to plant seeds so you have to be like seeds of doubt yeah that'll grow let, into trees of misery yes so when you're t- with your girlfriend and her parents are being overbearing you're like oh man I kind of wish I could spend some alone time with just me and you it sounds positive and then she sort of realizes oh yeah I wish that too and my parents prevent me from doing it oh and then mm, Dave you're shaking your head yeah. you don't think so I think you go that exact opposite route and you become super overprotective of her in front of her parents <laughs> to freak the parents out. <laughs> oh, 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 I see. You're giving the and opposite then, advice. A month later, or two maybe, <laughs> you're like, you go up to the parents and you'll be like, this is how you're treating your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like a fucking mind fuck. <laughs> like it was all a fucking show. You, twi- you turned the mirror on them, <laughs> didn't you? Chris Angel style. So you, you treat her <laughs> like garbage for a month, maybe two. No, not garbage. You're just like overbearing. Overbearing. Yep. Yeah. And then when she starts to complain about it, you hold a mirror up to herself and be like, you know what? That's what your parents are acting like. Or you want to wait until the parents complain and be like, you know what? That's what you're, you've been t- acting like. Wow. You call a whole family conference. <laughs> a full family blast. <laughs> An intervention of sorts. All right, take it or leave it. That's my advice. That's Dave's. Have you ever uh, had strict parents-in-laws or girlfriend's parents? Um, Most of them have been cool, right? Yeah, I think they've always been cool. I feel like we're, I, my problem is that like, um, sometimes I'm with someone who really likes their family and I really like my family, so it's like tough to balance like whose family we spend time with. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, it's always been fine. I've never had a problem, really. It is a hard thing because when you love someone, you don't want to get rid of them just based on their parents. But like, parents can be difficult. Like that's like a difficult curveball that you can't choose at all. I guess that's true. It's I guess really... family, their your girlfriend's family can be difficult. Uh, I feel like in my situation, my family is always the more difficult one. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Like my parents are more intense than any of my girlfriend's parents have ever been. Right? They're scary. Yeah. But not I like, mean, I'm not, not scared of them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I guess. Yeah, it's tough. But also, like, he, this t- this kid is in like the honeymoon stages of his girlfriend. He hasn't been dating her for a year yet. Yeah. So he probably, I bet there's some level of like, I want a lot of time with this girl, and and he can't have it right now. But like, maybe in a, in give it some time, and 
everybody's going to like ease into it. Although she's 25 and has to text pictures of her outfit to her mom oh, for approval. Insane. Yeah, that's crazy. That's not all right. That's I think th- I think he can if have an open conversation with her about that. Like some stuff is a little bit too extreme. Maybe yeah, choose true. the most extreme stuff. This is what I would do. I would choose the most extreme stuff and start with those things first. Be like, maybe you shouldn't send out pictures of your right, outfit to your parents. Pick the things that you can comment on, and that'll like sort of that plants the seed in her too. Yeah, she's like, I wonder if that follows the rule all the way down to this thing. Yeah, I wonder what the living at home thing is. You think she can't move out until she's married? That seems weird because she should, if even if they're strict, she should be allowed to like live on her own or with other girls or you know people she's not sleeping with or something you know what i don't know anything about religion or anything like that but i'm gonna go ahead and guess this person's mormon without without knowing much about mormonism i'm gonna say this person is probably mormon keep in mind this is a complete shot in the dark i cannot stress enough i don't know the rules of mormonism i don't know how it affects people why they act but i can say uh with almost 100 percent certainty that i think this person this he's this is a mormon of her She's become Mormon. Jesus, she's a Latter-day Saint. (laughs) I I would completely agree with you, Amir. (laughs) That she's a Mormon? Yep. Oh, well, there we have it. Two Mormons against one. A Latter-day Saint, and I am a a fatter gay taint. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect timing. for uh, Jeff just entered with our drinks. (laughs) You make him sound like a Our libations. I'm just glad he came in right at a I'm a fatter gay taint. Gracias, hermano. Me, hermano. <laughs> um, all right. Should we go on to the next question, or is there anything you want to delve deeper into? Let's go on to the next question. But first, uh, gentlemen, cheers uh, to our triumphant return to the New York City. <laughs> the and, big grapple. Uh, to having two days and two twins on our podcast. It's, uh, it's an honor, a privilege, and frankly, it's a dream come true. <laughs> I, mean, I love you both. I mean, between Rose and Rosie, and now Dave, this is our third Rose, basically, in two episodes. Insane. That's who would have... A trifecta. Never. So perfect, it, it hurts the heart. A tradition unlike any other. It's the masters of podcasts. All right, next question. Let's do it. Um, Gosh, let me see if... Thanks for the libations, Jeff. I'm ready to imbibe. <laughs> You guys are smart. I don't know any of these words. <laughs> You're kind of, it's, you feel, do you ever listen to the Ricky Gervais podcast? No. Who's that? <laughs> You're kind of like our Carl Pilkington, like the guy they have around just because his opinions are so unique and different. We should do an, ah, oh God, I would love if they was always on the podcast. All right. I need to get paid for that. Do you have a, <laughs> do you have a uh, female character? Uh, Maggie. Maggie. All right. Maggie. Writes, hey guys, I've been in a serious relationship with my amazing boyfriend for nine months now. Everything was great, except for one little secret that I had kept to myself for a few weeks, and I would love to hear your guys' opinion. Before we were dating, I was dating somebody else. During that relationship, we have had kind of a wet snuggle with another guy friend, and since then, the relationship between me and that guy friend have been awkward yet playful, but only in a verbal kind of way. Just a few weeks ago, I was online chatting with this guy friend again, and somehow we both agree that we missed that night of spontaneous wet snuggling, and I half-jokingly promised him we would fuck for real if we both got out of our current relationships. Is this cheating? Well, to be fair, I have cheated on my ex with that guy already if wet snuggles count as cheating, and to be honest, I'm very curious what sex would be like with that guy, and I'm pretty sure he feels the same way. Am I a terrible girlfriend for promising casual sex with another dude while in a serious relationship? Thanks, Maggie. Thanks, Maggie. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Maggie. Thank you. Thanks for writing in at all. First and foremost. Yeah. Oh, I love it. (laughs) What's a wet snuggle? Oh, that's a good question. A wet snuggle? I guess to me, I imagined it sort of like spooning while you're kissing the person's neck and maybe you're like feeling her pussy or something maybe you're like making out it's like lazy sleepy snuggly where you're exploring each other's bodies but not having sex what's the wetness what's the moisture i think wet pussy pre-cum and (laughs) exchanging saliva oh but not jizzing maybe that's part of the wetness too maybe you're like humping her butt crack or something oh yeah okay so I was going to say mom turned down the podcast, but fuck it. You know what? <laughs> Let's save that for some real shit, mama. She is your number one B. My number one who? B? B? I, I feel bad calling your mama B. 
Oh, what it you my say? B? She's like your a, number one B. My mom's my number one B. Yeah. What does that even mean? Like, uh, uh, don't trust the B, like that B word. What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. The word B I T. Do you not what? get it still? Or are you no. doing a bit? What are you talking about? <laughs> you don't get it. What bit? <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, do you know what I'm talking about? A uh, B I T. A bit. A bit. No. A bitch. <laughs> a bitch. Thank you. I just wanted you to say it, motherfucking yes. No. I've called your mother that. I was a little confused. Mama, turn off the podcast. We got him dead to rights. This fucking Jew called you a bitch. Why? This is the whole thing is a setup. We're not even recording a podcast. Uh, so does that answer your question about wet snuggles, first and foremost? Okay. So let's, it's yeah, basically it not sex, but uh, physical snuggledge yeah I w- the question I would, I is call it like bed grinding the question is one is it cheating to promise sex to a guy uh if and when you leave a relationship and two does it make her a terrible girlfriend she also asked if wet snuggling counted as cheating for what she cheated on her ex by doing the wet snuggle oh uh, well i think that's uh, that's a different i say yes any physical uh, right, right. affection is cheating let's go on to the second question dave you ever let's say you have a girlfriend Yep. She promises That's another guy sex. <laughs> <That's what's... laughs> she promises another guy sex. Would you say she's cheated on you? Uh, my take on all relationships is sort of ignorance is bliss. You know, I don't want to know anything. Don't tell me anything. Uh, and, you know, do what you got to do. You know? <laughs> so, so your take is they can even cheat on someone as long as you don't know about it. Well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know about it to begin with, so there's nothing happening. Wow, you are liberal, dude. No, I'm not. I'm actually, I'm the opposite <laughs> of liberal. I'm, I'm so conservative that if I ever found out anything, yeah, I would just go crazy. <laughs> so so I, I've become so, liberal because I I hate being the jealous type, but I, I know I am, and I can't change that, so it's better for me just not to know. Wow. All of your opinions are so different that it, I don't even know when to start, where to start. Right. It's like your your rule base is so liberal, like, hey, if I don't find out, it's not a problem. It's so liberal. But your reaction to get uh, finding out would be very conservative, anger, uh, screaming, yelling. Yep. Uh, jealous hate. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And intense hate. But that's sort of how you are with board games too. Like, oh, if it's I'm not I'm not cheating if I don't get caught, right? Uh, that's more Jeff than me. I, oh, I love see. cheating in board games. <laughs> Jeff, well, yeah, Jeff cheats all the time in board games. <laughs> I, I think I caught you cheating one time, and we were playing the game of life, <laughs> the actual game, or I, just living, just straight up living. No, we were playing like the get the actual life game, right? We were playing that. Or Monopoly or something. And I like caught him cheating. I was like, "You're cheating!" And he goes, "I cheat to win." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's why everyone cheats. Everyone cheats to win. There's no the other reason to the cheat. Means. <laughs> I cheat just for the. You're not the the Joker. You just cheat for the thrill of it. So I wait, cheat to lose. You're really you're. So you're saying this girl is not hasn't done anything wrong because her boyfriend doesn't know she's talking. I'm saying about. she won't have done anything wrong if she doesn't tell anyone anything including this podcast so in, in this case you are wrong <laughs> too late. so the cheating is is writing in not actually doing this thing promising sex is it's not it's beyond flirty but i don't think it's cheating i think it's fucked up yeah so the question so it's not cheating but you are a bad girlfriend right. for doing well it. yeah think about think about everything you're doing out in the open and if like if your boyfriend found out you'd be mortified and he'd be hurt so what you're doing is fucked up it is. Right. Basically, I always act as though my significant other is a foot away from me. Always. So I never, I'm like scared to flirt. I'm scared to talk. I'm scared to look up you'll past often, girlfriends on, on Twitter or Facebook. Because you say, I, I don't want to subject my significant <laughs> other who is a foot away from me to this stench. No, I fart in front of my uh, girlfriends when I do have girlfriends. That is right. Now, um, you fart in front that, of... that might actually also be a part of the wet snuggle. The what? <laughs> the, <laughs> the moisture of the fart. Yeah. But that, yeah. The, when I'm in a relationship, that's how I like treat my life. I feel like as though there's this ghost of a lady here, always staring at me, judging me. So it's like it's kind of admirable because it's like I'm not doing anything wrong. But then it's like I have to. Uh, sort of. I'm only doing it because I don't want to quote get in trouble or get right. caught. Which brings me to the second point, like part of my 
my uh, statement. It is fucked up, but at the same time, you're not like everybody's fucked up a little bit. Uh, people do fucked up shit all the time, uh-huh. and you're not. She's not cheating, which is the most fucked up thing. Yeah, she's, she's not like, actually snuggling wet. Yeah, she has this kind of like. It's a cheap thrill, but it's not actually doing any damage. It would just hurt someone's feelings. Yeah. So I think you've done like the lesser of two evils. Yeah, the emotional cheat, not the physical cheat. But it's not even an emotional cheat to. I guess it is. It's a little. Everybody has fucking fantasies. Yeah, but this girl actually told a guy. That's like starting to like creep into the reality. Yeah, I will if if I'm single, I'll do it. But I mean. If you want to do it, just get single and then do it. Yeah, it seems like that's the first step towards breaking up. Is right. like, oh, if I were single, I'd fuck you. Oh, me too. Or then that's like, okay, that's the terror. So we promise each other <laughs> to get single and fuck. So all I have to do is get single, and then I know I can fuck you. That is the isn't that the best part about getting out of a relationship though? Like cashing in on all that like flirting that you've done. Oh, like all this the subtextual flirting. They're like, yeah. oh, I can't ever do this because blah blah blah. And now it's like, okay, I'm liberated. I'm a free agent. Right. Hey, remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. No. Oh God. Woo. That's like that's the honeymoon phase of being broken up. Yeah. Like the first X amount of weeks, months, whatever feels great. And then you start settling into the reality once you've exhausted all those resources and you look around and everyone's just empty and cold. And you're like, oh, no, I feel like that's I'm where you are alone. right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're so acutely aware of that emotion. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a totally different person. I don't have emotions. What about you, Dave? Ever I, broken up with a girl? Uh, yes and no. More no. <laughs> I always get broken up with. I ride that shit out till it ends. Uh, yeah. I'll I'm, never end anything. Thing. Someone, I just become such a bad person that I force the girl to end it. Oh, you're one of those guys. Yeah, which like, I don't love about myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But think I also so. don't hate about myself. <laughs> but that's one of the. That's like one of the things people learn as as they grow older is that uh, when you're young, you're like, oh, I don't want to break up. I'll just be bad, distant, uh, uninterested until the other person breaks up with me. That way, I don't have to actually go through it. And then after you've done that maybe once or twice, you realize, oh, it's easier just to have one terrible conversation and not have to be in this relationship for an extra year. Yeah, maybe. Um, Sounds like good advice. But the problem is I think like you don't, you're not in, uh, you don't have a lot of time to like dabble with being in a relationship. Like if you start at age 18 and you want to get married by, you know, 28 to 33, you only have so many years of being an expert before you get tied down. And some people even just like settle down much earlier than that. Uh, to, you know, to be perfectly honest, uh, the advancements in uh, technology and science over the next ten or twenty years means we're all going to live for a very long time. So. How long? What do you? What's your theory on that? How old? Yeah, probably oh, one hundred fifty, maybe two hundred. You think the first person who's going to be two hundred is already born? Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> I watch TED Talks. <laughs> two fifty. This actually brings us to our can bring us to our break. Do we finish this guy's? Yeah, yeah, it's fucked up, but you haven't cheated, but don't don't yeah. follow through because then that's cheating. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, don't. cool. Right. Let's get to the break where we just talk about Dave. Great. Some all this is all I've been waiting for. I don't even have to answer another question. Um, what's like a good? You said you listen to TED Talks. That reminds me of. I think once I saw you audio recording uh, all hands meeting at College Humor. Yeah. I so that you that. can. So what? So can you explain what that is? That's just me not remembering anything so anyone you, ever says. So what do you do? Listen to it like five or six times. <laughs> so you record meetings? Really let it sink in. You record every meeting? Uh, Yeah, I do. You record every meeting that you have and then you listen to it later like a podcast? I record 12 hours of every day and then I listen to it for <laughs> the reverse 12 hours. <laughs> so it's almost like I'm constantly living yeah, in uh, the past. The same day. <laughs> Twice. Um... It's like if you were to watch the first half of Groundhog Day. Yeah. Twice in a row. Yeah. <laughs> you also strike me as someone that like listens to a lot of podcasts at like 2x speed. Uh, 1.5. <laughs> I'm not at the 2x level yet. But you like to cram in a lot of life in your life. I've, I've written into iTunes to ask them to uh, crank it up to 3x in the future. <laughs> but at Bastard. that point, it's just gibberish. There's no limit to how, many, how often I... How much data I can stuff in my brain at every minute. I am curious what the, why they even have that feature. What? Which one? The they have the one point five and then they have the two, times speed for, like who are people using that? What's the? <laughs> Probably right. It just seems like you lose like all tonality and, or is it just like I feel it, like if you're listening to like a business podcast or like, I don't know the economy or something, but it seems like that feature. Who's using that feature? 
uh, people who are in a rush? I've watched one movie at 1.5 speed. <laughs> um, a full movie? Yeah. Why? It was... The uh, Star Wars trilogy. No, my junior year of college, I did Mushrooms, uh-huh. and we watched Tenacious D, Pick a Destiny, uh-huh. all the way through, like on a PlayStation 3. And then once the movie <laughs> was over, we're like, what do we do now? And someone accidentally like hit the remote, and it pushed it to like 1.5 speed and we watched the whole movie again in like an hour it was actually better <laughs> it really was uh any other funny dave anecdotes that can come to mind or questions the uh the one that i was thinking of when you were talking about date well the um what was it, his last opinion on the uh ted talks thing oh the people living to be 200 yeah mm. uh when we were in when we were in a- ann arbor oh, remember yeah. that yeah, I'm you... a little groggy because we like drank a lot of vodka and then we smoked like a joint to our face. Uh, but we were we were sitting in this. It was it was like a my friend's little brother's uh, house. Yeah, and we're all talking about like fucking deep, meaningful things on like Earth and space. And we're they like, you know, they're, they're like college kids, but we like came came to their level and we we're like we were just talking like fucking stoners who were learning a lot, you know, right. just like questioning things. And uh, like, oh, do you guys think the moon landing was real? And like, you said some stuff, and then I like gave I I gave some stuff, and then we asked Dave, like, Dave, what do you do? You think the moon landing is real? Like, well, I'm not sure the moon's real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair assessment of uh, a celestial object that doesn't rotate around the Earth. But, uh, so, do you actually think that, or are you just trying to be silly at the time? Uh, you know, let's go with silly. <laughs> But there is a part of you that wouldn't be 100% surprised if the moon wasn't real. You know, you can't really know anything. That's sort of <laughs> what I think about stuff. Like, who knows? So that's where we differ. I think uh, there are plenty of people who are smarter than us, or smarter than us three, I should say, that know a lot, especially the fact that the moon is real. Would you call them liars? Well, it depends how you define real. Okay. Right. I mean, Did, would you be willing to talk about your near-death experience? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, boy. Keep in mind, only 70,000 people will listen to this in yep, the next 70. three weeks. Nice. But, I mean, you're not, at a, you're not a, in any fault in this story. No, I'm not. Yeah, sure. Why not? So no. what was your near-death experience? Have you heard this story? Uh, I think I've heard it, but maybe not from Dave exactly. All right. I guess like uh, a month into college, JMU, what up? JMU. Boop. This is a real quick anecdote about JMU. Dave, Jeff and Dave went to the same school. Uh, for anybody not, they probably know anyone listening by now, but Jeff and Dave are identical twins. Yeah. And they lived in different dorms and they didn't hang out <laughs> during their freshman year of college. And they would see each other on campus and not even acknowledge one another. <laughs> I didn't even know that. And uh, <laughs> at some points, like since back then, they. You know, they had similar haircuts. They basically looked, I mean, they looked the same. Yeah. And I didn't know the difference of them sometimes. Uh, so people would see Jeff out and they'd be like, hey, Dave. And Jeff would just be like, hey. <laughs> they just assumed each other's identities, and, but never hung out together. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. Sorry, go on. Yeah, we would see movies on Sundays. Yeah, 1.5 speed. Yeah. We saw twins in 91 minutes. All right, All right. so you're a freshman year at JMU. Yeah, freshman year at JMU, I uh, set up a party. Uh, yeah, it's, it's whatever. It's a go party. <laughs> Ended up like pledging this fraternity, and you joined a frat. I joined a frat, but this was like before I was in the frat. This is like when I wanted people in the frat to think I was cool. Right. By the way, don't call your frat. Don't call your fraternity a frat. <laughs> you just <laughs> called it a frat twice. <laughs> you wouldn't call your country a cunt. You did that before the podcast started. I you did. said, "Welcome to this I cunt. Did. I love living in this cunt." You kept on calling it a cunt. Lambda you went out of your Chi way to do alpha. it. Lambda Chi Alpha. <laughs> All right, get to the fucking near-death experience. Uh, so I ended up going home with this girl who was like a senior. Very nice. To impress my friends. Was she a, was she an eight, a nine? What would you rank her, dude? Solid three. Very tight. Yeah. Okay. Chick from West Virginia. They got <laughs> tails. Half of them do, at least. And then uh, I got back to her place Two hours later, after I, like, didn't know how to have sex with her, because I was like, oh, I assumed, like, a senior in college would, like, be the one to, like, uh, make all the moves, and I kind of pussied out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up <laughs> Tight. having to 
walk back to campus because I was like nervous that she would like wake up in the morning and be like, oh, this dude's a freshman. I didn't know that I'm going to have to like drive him back to his dorm. Right. And I didn't want to like be a part of that awkward drive. So I ended up walking back, which is like four miles maybe. So this yeah. is what time in the... This is like three or four in the morning. So at 3 a.m. after hooking up with this girl. Yeah, I'm sort you were, of hooking up. You were sort of... So at 3 a.m. <laughs> sort of hooking up with I this girl. I think it was one of those times where it's like a girl's wearing like spandex and I'm like, oh, is this, can this be like used as like a condom if I don't have one? <laughs> okay, so 3 a.m. You've, you've wet snuggled with this girl. Wet snuggled. And, and you're ashamed to sleep next to her because you're afraid she'll find out your real age. So you decide to... Walk four miles back to campus. Yeah, so I got about like half a mile or a mile, and uh, <laughs> I ended up hitchhiking. Thumbing a ride, as it were. Mm, indeed. We'll get to that part. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then the guy in... So Harrisonburg, Virginia is actually like a pretty big... Uh, it's considered the east... The meth capital of the east coast because uh, there's like a lot of meth labs in the hills of Shenandoah Valley, mm-hmm. and uh, I-81 crosses right through the college, so... Uh, there's like a lot of weird truckers and gotcha. meth heads and shit. And uh, yeah, so this guy like uh, tried to play with my balls and my dick and shit. And uh, you know, I jumped out of the car, uh-huh. got concussed, right? Lost a sense of smell. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Half deaf in my right ear. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Say, lost wait, wait. my this sense is not, of humor. So, yeah. So Dave- back up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you you told us about the fraternity <laughs> about using spandex as a condom and then and then you got to the trucker trying to touch your dick and balls and you you glossed right over it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, what what doesn't he like? You know, I'm fucking wearing a nice hat, probably. Um, got so a this, dope eighteen year old body. This dude tried to molest you. Would you say that's true? But yeah, this is yeah. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you think he yeah. was on meth at the time or some drug? Well, he was like, yeah, he's addicted to drugs. He's a crazy person. You jumped out of the car. I did jump out of the car. How fast was the car going? Uh, like an average speed. I guess that's like 35. Okay, so you jump out of the car. At that point, you're also going 35 miles per hour, if I remember physics. So you're you're flying across the ground at 35 miles per hour. You hit something? Well, the idea in my head was like I would open the door and like do this like dope ass like tuck and roll. Yeah, like stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> right. Then you, you get know. up, brush yourself off, and take a motorcycle back to the girl. And yeah. Fuck the shit out of her this time. <laughs> yeah. She's like, holy you shit, just you're 10 years right then. <laughs> but it kind of went down a little differently where it's like I imagine I open the door and it probably, if you saw it happen, it probably looked like I just like fell out and just hit my head. <laughs> oh, you, you hit your head on the ground right yeah, outside. And then I went unconscious instantly. Instantly. Do you remember or does your mind block out like the leaving of the car? Um, it, it remembers opening the door and then nothing Wake, else. And then waking up in a hospital. No, they, not like, in someone... the hospital. I, I woke up in the street with a flashlight in my face because. I think, like, uh, two girls found me laying in the street and called the ambulance. Wow. And then, like, I, I remember uh, screaming uh-huh. because, like, uh, I guess whenever they find someone unconscious, they're, like, worried that their neck is broken. So right. they, like, strap them to some shit. Yeah, the and, stretcher like, with, like, yeah. a neck brace. Yeah. Do you know who those two girls are? Um, No, I don't. Wow. So they just left you forever. You never saw them again. You, they saved your life. They did save my life. And then what is this about a coma? Oh, yeah. Well, I had to be in like a drug, drug-induced drug coma for like four or five days for them to do surgery on my brain and so- shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, did yo, the surgery go well? Oh, uh, it did not. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> no, yeah. I, uh, I became fluent in seven languages. <laughs> it's true. How dare you? It's yeah. true. <laughs> Uh, you think they just add, they reprogrammed your brain and added functionality to it? Uh, it's possible. If you watch the proper TED Talks, you'll uh, gain a little bit of understanding so, of nanotechnology. So how do you think that's changed you going forward? Um, a I'll week, a, a month, a year later. So I could fucking eat pussy for days. <laughs> you couldn't do that before? No, I was only eating an asshole before that. <laughs> but the, with the smell away, you would soon be worse. No, I only eat asshole of vegetarians. It's a, it's a pure... <laughs> Yeah, organic taste to it. Uh, you, you only eat asshole, but you just said now you can eat pussy for days. Well, I eat pussy and then I go to the asshole. The asshole's now my dessert. <laughs> you said right. you only eat asshole because 
enough with this line of questioning. They both become one entity when you when you lick as long and as hard as I do. And is there anything else other than No, I want to keep on exploring this avenue. Please do. 21 questions. There's no smell I don't like. Do you think you've gone down on more, more girls' buttholes than you have their vaginas? It's sort of like a dual entity in that regard. <laughs> Meaning what? I, I I don't swipe left or swipe right Tinder style. I swipe up and then down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. I create a shit trail from the asshole to the belly button. All right. That's no, quite you wanted, enough. You wanted to do this. Trail, let's do this. You ever heard of a trail of tears? This is a trail of smears. <laughs> Ever heard of Tobacco Road? This is Chocolate Road. All right. Um, is there anything else you want to delve into, or should we try to answer one more question before we have to go? I guess we can answer one more. Oh, man. I mean, I could tell Dave stories all day. Yeah, we need to have him back because it's a never-ending scene. Right. I mean, we didn't even talk about the choke slam in, in Wisconsin. You've uh, talked yeah. about that before. I've talked about it on the podcast. I, I, I kind of lied a bit earlier. I've listened to every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we need one more dude question. Or dude name. Marty Hart. Marty Hart. Marty Hardy writes, Hey dudes, I don't have a girlfriend. I think the reason is that I'm so damn serious. I don't laugh a lot, and although I sometimes can come up with funny jokes, I think it's not very often. And in a party, I only start to talk when it's about a serious issue, like politics, literature, etc. I don't think girls dislike me, but I feel like they cannot get close to me. I make them uncomfortable. What should I do? For you too, how much is being funny has helped you to get laid? Thanks, Marty Hart. I'll take this one, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it only seems fair. Uh-huh. Do you consider yourself a funny person? Uh, I used to a bit more. Then you sort of enter the work world and taxes and health insurance kind of gets to you <laughs> and, you know. Uh, how does your health insurance get <laughs> to you? You work at a company that pays it for <laughs> you. You got that right, my friend. What up, collegehumor.com. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah, Good sure. Stuff. One word. No, they know. They 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 know who we are. They've probably heard of College Humor. All right. And what is a website with two words? That's not a thing. Yeah, there could be you can't put a space. Us about, tell us about why you wanted to take this question. What was the question again? Uh, how do you be funny, and do you think funny helps you get laid? Uh, yeah, funny definitely helps you get laid. Although, I mean, there are unfunny girls, so right. There's definitely boring people that are with boring people. Yeah, isn't it w- weird to think like we only hang out with funny people? There's a whole pretty large section of the population that isn't funny. Well, and when an unfunny funny, guy though. hangs out with an unfunny girl, they can go weeks without making jokes. Do you oh, think that's true? I think people always find a way to to amuse themselves. So it's not necessarily our type of humor. We don't think they're funny, but they laugh. But I think there are some people who are serious. Like, yeah, I don't make jokes. I just don't make jokes. I just don't think I'd make jokes. Always, I, yeah. I think that's possible. Yeah, it breaks my heart. <laughs> but it is doable and then those types of guys find those types of girls right it sounds like he doesn't want to he does this guy doesn't want to laugh and make jokes he wants to get pussy which is yeah but it's tough if you, i don't know i mean there's so many factors to go into quote unquote getting laid being funny is just one of them but if you're funny well how did you get laid dave you make girls uncomfortable yeah yeah but i'm ripped in uh-huh. all the right places <laughs> what are the right pla- what are the wrong places actually <laughs> Anus. <laughs> a, a ribbed anus. Uh, do you think, do you consider your, your sense of humor a way to get girls, or is it more like the fact that you're six foot three, four. 190 pounds? Six foot four, 250. <laughs> I just love your brain. <laughs> Should I make a believable lie up or just go for the gold? It's like six foot four, yes. 250. No, not 250, you liar. You sack of shit. <laughs> Jeff adds an extra inch to his height every time he has to renew his driver's license. <laughs> so you started at what, Jeff? You said you said six one, and now we're up to six four. <laughs> so you think the next time you get your license, you're going to say six foot five? I will. I I missed one of the deadlines, so I'm going to go straight to six six. <laughs> Michael Jordan's height. Yeah, All right. Uh, so you're you're tall. You're attractive. You think you're also funny? You think that helps you get laid? Yeah, I definitely. It's a. I don't know. I kind of have a problem now where I don't know if I mentioned it before, but that accident made me like half deaf. Uh-huh. And uh, so it's really hard for me to hear what girls are even saying at bars or clubs. So I kind of have to do this thing now where I'm like having one way conversations and trying to assume stuff they say. And it's sort of like a weird game where I'm. 
I'm having a conversation with someone not knowing what 50% of the conversation is. So for me, I have to like randomly come up with stuff that's somehow relevant to her expressions and not the words that she's saying. And so I feel like I'm forced to try and be creative when I talk to people just because I can't hear anything they're saying ever. Interesting. Yeah. And, and so and, is that what you see? That was your, that's your game. Uh, recently, since I moved to New York, it has been. What's how would you describe your game? Like you see a girl that you're attracted to at a bar. I feel like we talk enough about how we get girls. I want to know through your lens. You find someone that's attractive at a bar. What do you do? Oh boy, you know, I shed a couple clothes. <laughs> yeah, do some push-ups in the bathroom. Pop a shirt. Uh, come out. Uh-huh. Straight beater. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, Dave doesn't approach girls, I don't think. Do really? you? I, I don't, actually. I don't that Dave, often. It just, works really well for Dave because he's like statuesque and attractive and he's kind of brooding and intense yeah, when he girls, goes somewhere. Do you see a lot of girls giving you the eye? Yeah. That's, like, well, they don't give him the eye. Like, uh, We'll go into a bar and like sloppily drunk girls will just come up to Dave. I don't that's not That's a pretty good awesome. Thing, I don't yeah, know. I mean they're wasted. They do but they just want to fucking make it. like there was that girl that came up to you and she's like my friends bet me I had like that I had to kiss you and you're like okay and you started making out with her and meanwhile there was a girl coming to the bar to meet you. Yo baby, I don't remember that ever happening. You you know my baby knows who this is. I never I should never happen, you know. I, I don't know if you listen to this podcast. If you didn't find out it wasn't it wasn't him. Uh, wasn't didn't she find out? Didn't she come down and see you making out? Where was this? Probably the whiskey. The whiskey, yeah. Oh yeah, that was weird. Oh, that was oh, that was interesting. Interesting night. Um, yeah, that is what happened. I, I I always get in trouble for doing dumb stuff, so I stop doing dumb stuff. Uh, for a can lot you give people, us an example of a funny dumb anecdote? Uh, uh, I always get in trouble for doing bad and wrong things with uh, girls. Yeah. Okay. It's just like I. What's the dumbest, wrongest thing that pops into your brain right now? Uh, you're out. You're meeting people. You're at a bar. Even if it's like it's never like with a girlfriend. But even if I like two girls, they'll always end up being at the spot that I am, and it's happened consistently my entire. So life. it's like get, it's getting caught out. It's like getting called out for something that I shouldn't even be called out for in the first spot. But I'm I can never do anything like suave. I've I've never been the guy to be able to do that. Not because I'm not capable. Maybe I'm not capable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you really hate to detract yourself. But so I'm, what's the what's the game? What's your game? I don't know if I have a game. You do because you're very you're a ladies' man of sorts. Jake's I, been out with you. He's seen it happen. Dave closes. Uh, you know, playing the twin card is awfully great. Really? Check out uh, if I could plug my website real quick. I don't know if you did it last night, Jeff, but uh, twincess.com. <laughs> what is that? That's Jeff and I going at it twenty four seven. Ask the belly button. Right. Tears of tears. <laughs> is twincess.com available? And do you own the at least own the URL? <laughs> we own twincess.gov. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so do you have do you have any funny Dave? Uh, Lady stories, like... Can I tell... I won't tell the specifics of one, but I do have one that I like a lot. It, I mean, I'm not going to stop you. It's uh, your podcast. It's your fucking podcast. I'm going to tell it, and if you really hate it when I'm done, then... Um, we can cut it out. Yeah. So we were out... Uh, me and Dave were out one night. We were. It was like one of those Thursday nights, you know? Where we thirsty. Get, yeah, thirsty. Thir- that manic Thursday, you know what I mean? Like, where we we're, we're just like, need it, you know? So we, we're out, we're at, we're out at our old corner, like around 11th and Barry. Uh-huh. So we're popping around to all the spots. Whiskey Brooklyn? Yeah, we're at, so we're at, we're at Whiskey, but there's nothing going on. We're like, all right, we gotta, we gotta try to find girls. We might even start at the night at like White's. So like, we were, but we're like, all about this corner. Yeah. So we go to, from the Wythe to Whiskey to Brooklyn Bowl to Kinfolk. And you like, can only leave this one square block. Yeah. But it's like 3 a.m. There's nothing happening at uh, Brooklyn Bowl. So we go over to Kinfolk. We're, we're, I'm like trying to find a spot to put my jacket. Dave goes, does the fastest lap. He comes out. His eyes are darting. He's not blinking. He's just like, no, go, go. <laughs> He's like <laughs> gesturing outside like there's a fire in the back. Like we have to get out. And it's like it was almost four a.m. at this point. We just needed to go to a bar where there was uh, fucking girls. We just yep, needed yep, chicks. Yep. We walked down the we walked down the block to like Sixth Street. We went into wow. was five whole blocks. Cameo. Yep. Cameo. Uh, we went in. Dave did a lap. Came back. Was like no, we gotta go. We went to, or we on the way to Cameo. We went to Roberta's, but it was closed. Then we went to Cameo. We we're like no, we gotta go. We gotta go. 
And I, at this point, I was like, "It's like four a.m." I, I was like, "It was four bars. Everything's closing." I'm like, I threw up my hands, like, "Dude, I'm I'm done. It's not gonna happen. I'm gonna go home." Masturbate and eat a cheeseburger. That's probably what I did. Dave, meanwhile, went to like a 24-hour bagel shop, found somebody at 5 a.m. and <laughs> fucked her on his roof. How? I want to know. I don't know. We're out of. We're almost out of time. I, I want to know how you go from bagel shop to fucking on a roof. Because he doesn't than- give up. I bought her sandwich. That's what's up. Extra Can you mayo. tell me? Can you tell me what happened? What What did you do? How did you do that? I mean, it's four in the morning. That's okay. how you do it. So you you go up to be like, "Hi, what's your name?" No, I'm I don't Dave. Even, I don't even say anything. You don't what have do you do? to. You're, you're there. It's like you're there. I'm desperate. Are you desperate? Yes, I have a roof. I tip my hat. What? That's all I do. I just tip my hat. Yeah. It finally came out. It finally came out. <laughs> That's what the hat's for. Now, actually- I'll, I'll give you the real reason for the hat. Actually, it just came to me. My brain's a little dysfunctional, but it came to me. Uh-huh. It's like when you're when you're out. It like the hat adds like maybe like four or five different moves to like any sort of dance repertoire, you know? It's oh, like, it's like a it's yeah, an accessory, it's, it's, it's like a, like prop. a prop. Yeah. So I guess I don't need to wear it during the day, but I get used to it because I wear it at night. It's nice to have at night. It's a security blanket of yeah, sorts. It definitely is. Um. All right. There I you have it. The hat. It, comes, it comes full circle. We started with the hat. And we ended with the hat. Dave, we thank you so much. Agree this was a failure. <laughs> I don't know. That's what we say at Dave's funeral. Let's not not get dinner and redo this. No, 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 no. And I want to hit over the hour mark. We definitely, we definitely want to have you back because there's, uh, there's a lot of more fertile ground to be. uh, What do you do with fertile ground? Sowed. Yeah, there's a lot of more fertile ground to be sowed. But thanks for coming on and at least getting this first one under your belt. The first one's always the hardest. This next time you're going to be very comfortable, very casual. You're going to really, really unload some real deep, dark secrets. I agree. Yeah. The first, the opening theme song, we're still accepting theme song submissions, was from a married couple, like we said before, from Steve and Malika Bush. And this last theme song was from somebody who, uh, I forget, I think his name is something Sinclair. But his uh, rap name is Mr. Sincredible, which is probably better than his real name anyway. Sure. Uh, so mm. thanks again for listening, everybody. Keep those uh, questions coming to if I were you show at gmail.com. Keep the theme songs coming to if I were you show.com. Dave, do you have anything you want to plug before we go? Yep, twintest.org, just like I said. <laughs> twintest.org. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm being called out on blast in the last moments of this podcast. A brief hour, you. If I were you If I were you I'd listen to Jake and Amir To you everything seems hazy But to them everything is clear Yo, sit back and listen Enjoy the show You got a problem? Just let them know And they ain't satisfied Just giving advice They're gonna tear you down They ain't gonna be nice You thought you were cool? The answer is no But maybe you could learn To be my hashtag dope And I'ma end it like this Cause every show has got some class Some special guests can make this A three way on your ass So if you wanna know What's really going on Email if I were you show At gmail.com Tota